Is it a coalition or is it not a coalition? It's not a coalition. And for that, welcome back our regular guests on Thursday, Lori Turnbull, who's Associate Professor of Political Science at Dalhousie, and Alex Boudelier, our Senior National Politics Reporter for Global News. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, Lori, let, let's begin with you. I could cut together, I was thinking, I could cut together pretty much every conservative uh, leadership aspirant saying the word coalition from the last couple of days, even though it is technically not a coalition. Why are we hung up on this word? Well, I mean, it's you're right. Like, it's definitely not a coalition. For it to be a coalition, there would have to be NDP presence in cabinet, which there is definitely not. But I think there's the word coalition tends to trigger a response in people. And for the conservatives, there's a strategic reason to use that word because it kind of gives the sense that the NDP and the liberals are maybe a lot closer than they actually are. It gives a sense that the NDP are really at the governing table. And if people believe that, then they get a sense of this agreement as being something that it's actually not, right? Like I think time will tell how much the liberals actually reach out to the NDP. The, you know, the, the, the agreement says they'll keep them informed, they'll keep in touch, there'll be regular meetings, there'll be briefings for the NDP. Okay, well, what's it actually gonna mean in practice, right? But that word coalition might make people nervous if they voted for one party and didn't like the other one. Right. Like it has it has a potential to kind of make people stressed out. It, it's a weird, toxic word, <laughs> considering that, you know, considering that, you know, in a parliamentary democracy, this is you know, it's part of the rules. You know, it's, it's yes. weird. We have this fixation <laughs> on it. Uh, Alex, you, do you think this plays into the conservatives favor here long term? Well, I think it's too early to tell, but I will say that the the sort of public rhetoric that we're seeing from the conservative leadership whether it's the current leadership under Candace Bergen or uh, leadership uh, aspirants, uh, is, is very you know, heavy on this is a coalition, this is undemocratic. I think Miss um, Bergen called it backdoor socialism, whatever that means. Uh, Pierre Polyev called it an attack on our freedoms, which it is you know, obviously not. Um, but behind the scenes, the people who are really sort of strategizing for the party and strategizing for those leadership uh, contestants were popping the champagne as soon as this deal was announced. And that's because they have now three years or, or around three years to, you know, win the leadership, bring in their people into, uh, you know, the party uh, apparatus, put together their national campaign, put together their data game, get all that organizational stuff done, you know, while being relatively sure that they, they have some time to do it. One of the big things that Andrew Shear and uh, Aaron O'Toole both struggled with was trying to do that under the constant threat of an election, you know, sort of within a year and a half or a year in Mr. O'Toole's case, it's a lot of work. And it's the type of work that we don't really talk about as journalists. You know, we often talk about, you know, the, the highfalutin ideals and positioning and, you know, how this plays with the base. But a lot of elections are the guts of the matter, right? The data game, the organization, the ground game, that stuff takes time. It's not sexy, so it doesn't get headlines, but it's crucially important in modern elections. So whoever ends up conservative leader on September 10th can be relatively assured that they have at least two years to sort of revamp the party along those lines and put together the best campaign they can. Uh, Laurie, I, I enjoyed your piece in the Star talking about um, your take, saying that this this whole deal is is unnecessary. Yeah, th there's been a lot of talk about junior partners in in deals, whatever you want to call them, um, do poorly the next time around. You you think that the that it's a misplay by the NDP? Um, it possibly could be right. Like on the one hand, um, 
the NDP, I think, is seen as a kind of junior partner to this government. There is so much overlap between the two parties in terms of their priorities and how they want to spend money and how they want to get involved in areas of provincial jurisdiction. And that's that's all fine, right? Like if I, I don't think that they needed a, an agreement like this to be able to say, we are going to do this stuff over the next three years. I think the point of the agreement is a political one, right? It doesn't change anything about the cooperative relationship between the two parties. What it says is that we're going to keep this going for a while. And so it does send a message to the conservatives that yes, we know you want to be prime minister, but that office won't be open anytime in the next three years. So calm down sort of thing. For the NDP, I think the struggle is going to be to be able to take credit for any of this stuff. Because like, again, you know, the photo ops, the announcements, the the negotiations between the federal government and the provincial governments will focus on Mr. Trudeau, not Mr. Singh. And so whether he's able to deliver any of this as a result for his base, if he's able to do anything to grow the base as a result of this, remains to be seen. I mean, he he has not, the NDP has not been able to get more than 20% of the popular vote in the last three federal elections. So clearly they need to do something different, but it'll be you know interesting to see whether or not this is the thing that will put them over the top, over the edge. Alex, I got about a minute left. It looks like we might have another entrance, uh, another entrant, pardon me, in the conservative leadership race. Yeah, we reported this morning that Leona Alislev, who is a GTA MP formerly, she lost her seat in the last election, but she used to be the deputy leader of the party under Andrew Scheer. She used to be a, a liberal MP, but crossed the floor in 2018. Um, she has a leadership website, and I'm told that volunteers were collecting signatures for her leadership uh, at the, the Metropolitan, uh, which is a bar in downtown Ottawa. Um, so it looks like she's uh, serious about getting in. I will just give the caveat that it's April 19th. That's the important day for people to have officially declare. It'll be interesting to see how many names are actually on the list at that point and how many can actually raise the 300,000 required to run this race. I think and it's, it's April 30. Is it the end of April where you got to actually come up with the actual cash? Uh, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but it's, it's relatively soon. The membership it's, it's pretty soon. is June 3rd. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, great. Thanks, Alex, and thanks, Lori. I appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you, too. Take care. Bye. Uh, that's Lori Turnbull, who's a professor of political science at Dalhousie, and Alex Boudelier, who's our senior national politics reporter here at Global News. He works out of Ottawa.